We know you've been waiting, and we appreciate your patience, but we are back, and so is the NFL season against all odds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season four. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It is so great to be back with you for a fantasy football season that, quite frankly, the three of us were not entirely sure was even going to happen. Yeah, no idea it was going to happen. Welcome, Scott, and welcome, Tom. Hey, everybody. We are we got a brand new bag of tricks for you guys coming this year. Recording quality has been improved around the board. I'm back on the soundboard for those who remember oh. how terrible Tom was on the soundboard last year. I'm I don't back know. and we're going to be killing. I don't know. This is uh <laughs> this is going to be great and uh we're very excited. Um you know, the preseason was a bit of a wash because it's tough to tell if the it's season really, was going to happen. It's really hard to give uh, preseason draft advice when there's absolutely no preseason. Yeah, <laughs> or an indication in, that it's going to happen. And then you mix in the fact that not not only that is happening, but during training camp, these these teams are allowed to be a lot more shady than yeah. they have been in the past. We haven't been able to see even depth charts really until no. this week. You start to see them uh, come out. So it has been a complete mess. Yeah. We're going absolutely with the plums this year, baby. I've got some breaking news for you right now, season. actually, and I think some people probably enjoyed my badness on the uh, soundboard. Breaking news here is the Patriots have signed, I think his name is J.J. Taylor, and placed uh, Harris on IR. Damian for, Harris. Damian Harris. No, yeah. Damian Harris on IR for yeah. like three weeks, probably. Interesting caveat. Yeah, the IR designation now Thank you, Tom. means that if you get placed there, you have to be there for at least three weeks, which I would assume is the caveat installed for COVID quarantining right. and retesting. So that's going to be a very interesting play to uh, to kind of get into. J.J. Taylor over AP and Devonta Freeman for the Patriots could be an indication that they're very confident in what Sony Michelle will bring to them this yeah, year. Yeah, that was something that we were talking about earlier. And actually, if you wanted to transition it, I think he, we'll get to him later, actually. But, yeah. uh, you know, all roads lead to Sony Michelle in that backfield, it seems like, unfortunately, for, for them. But for fantasy owners, looks like we're getting RB25 again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, JJ Taylor was a Patriots guy, though. He was like uh, reverted to the, pack, the practice squad and now just comes up. So that's why they go with him over like Adrian Peterson or Devonta Freeman. Yeah, true. Have to right. Get oh, so he's been in camp. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. So probably he just didn't okay. make the 53 and now is on the 53. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. They're like, all right, you can come back now. All right. <laughs> well, if you are listening to this podcast, first of all, obviously, thank you so much. It's great to be back. Welcome to hell back. It's, it's, it's been awesome. Just even just getting the people who are like, Hey, uh, where's Rutz? Like I got yeah. my draft next week and I was like, listen, my DMs are open. You can text me whenever you want. We just had no idea what to do. Yeah, it's you tough, know, and, and we to, uh, you know, we plan this out months in advance. And to plan anything like that out months in advance in the world that we're currently living in felt a little uh unnecessary. So we will be with you guys two episodes a week, uh starting next week. We're just doing the week one preview this week. There's nothing to recap, obviously, except for some of our drafts, which we'll I think get into as long as football's happening, we'll yeah. be here. Once yeah. we break we down, we had this no slate. idea football was gonna happen. Exactly. So, you and know, honestly, you don't need to hear the it. only thing I'm sure of is that the season will start. I'm not positive yes. that it will end. 
Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. And no one needs to hear about how yeah. we feel in these most uncertain times. In I these uncertain times, it's very difficult. But listen, guys, we're all in this together, despite the fact that it's best that we stay apart. Cool. Yeah, I think that made sense. It did, anyway, but no like one I said, People, no, did, people did, aren't yeah, coming here for that. No, no, yeah, no one cares. No. We've already tried right, to warn so, you. Now. Yes. <laughs> I... Yeah, I guess I shouldn't care either. All right, we'll move on. Uh, we're going to run down the slate like we always do. You'll hear Scott on the drops every once in a while. Uh, and we've got him early and often. I'm getting loose right in here. his first right? game in two days. Showdown. At the, the OK Corral. You get between, to start off with, your per, with my personal favorite drop, too. I love that. Between two quarterbacks who get, who earned a combined $660 million this offseason, the Texans <laughs> and Chiefs go back got like to Arrowhead, where they will be, um, I mean, reacting one of the best playoff games we've ever seen. Yeah, that was epic. Uh, the 51-31 shootout in the playoffs last year. You can only hope there's as many points scored. Hopefully the game's a little closer this time. But there's there's too much hype around him and, and deservedly so. But you know, yeah. this is you play Clyde Edwards Alaire and you're pumped about it. Ooh. You know, this is unfortunately one of the guys that I think, you know, if, if we were around during draft season, we would have been banging the drum for. It. And like you said, anybody who hit me up on Twitter or, you know, text me, called me, whatever, he he was the guy. And I think that he's a guy that this year is going to be absolutely incredible for your fantasy team. Tom, is there a cap on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's touchdown numbers this year? No, I mean, Damian Williams is the leading uh, Chiefs touchdown scorer in like playoff history. So when they need to win games, they run the ball. They're not afraid to throw it to the running back. They're not afraid to use them in yeah. the red zone. And if Damian Williams can do that, you know, a first-round pick, almost with an asterisk since he was the, literally the last pick in the first round. But a first-round pick talent, a guy from that all-time LSU team, can easily do that for them. Yeah. Much more on that all-time LSU team coming up this season. Uh, we're really excited to see that team get into the league. I got my first uh, pump pick for you, too. Oh. I can feel it down in my plums. Nothing like them first plums plucked off the bushes of the season. And uh, he's made it through camp, as far as we know, healthy. So that means you know he's going to play week one. It's one It's one week Will Fuller. Why do I call him one week Will Fuller? Because you normally only get him well, for one good week. <laughs> now, and it could be this first week against have Kansas a City naked in lady a shootout. That says it's been one week. <laughs> <It's> been- <laughs> so, I mean, we don't do free ads on this podcast, but the bare naked ladies app. need it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that of course, yes. But uh, the sleeper app, which lets you make your nicknames, and Scott, you have Will Fuller on a team on Sleeper, and you nicknamed him One Week Will. One Week Will, baby. And I cannot recommend. You have two days between now and the start of the season. This is getting posted on Thursday or on Tuesday. Sorry. Move your league to Sleeper. It's so yeah. much better than any other site we've ever used. It's crazy. Uh, Tom, I know you had seen that. Scott, you were a big proponent of us moving our leagues to it. So um, shout out to those guys. But this Texans Chiefs game, I mean, this is what fantasy football was invented for. This is, I mean, is there a guy that you won't roll out besides whoever is starting at tight end for the Texans right now? I believe it's going to be Jordan Akins. I'd roll him out. It's actually Darren Fells is the presumed starter, and he's oh, it more, is Fels. Okay. yeah he's more expensive on DraftKings as well. But like I would literally play both of those guys in one of those weird like you have to pick an MVP of your team kind of matchup. And I did make one of those lineups for Thursday night already, and uh, David Johnson 
is my MVP in there. He's the least nice. expensive, like guaranteed to touch the ball guy. So I think that he's a cool okay. guy to build the team around. Um, Don, you're right though. This is a load him out. The problem with that though is that like some of the cheap guys in this, like let's say Nicole Hardman or even like Randall Cobb, like you didn't spend enough draft capital on them to justify starting them over like some of no. the guys that you picked in rounds like one through let's call eight. Right. So because everyone's healthy, it's it's hard to really have a roll them out game. If there was like bandages on people's teams already, then it'd be like, yeah, I mean, if you got to play Randall Cobb this week, this is the week to play right. Randall Cobb. But <laughs> since it's week one, it's kind of like if you don't play Randall Cobb and he has two touchdowns, like you shouldn't feel bad about it. You should just be happy that Randall right. Cobb is seeing two targets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the options are a lot less for you, we're like, of course, load them out. But with, you know, with the whole league at your disposal and you for know, now, such a, you know, it's been, we've been very fortunate with that. I, I think there hasn't been a lot of COVID cases. There also hasn't been a lot of preseason injury as well. So yeah, you come in with a pretty clean slate for the most part. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be these guys that are going to be waiver claims. We'll get to them, you know, in the, in the recap, but mm-hmm. like Tom said, you drafted a team for a reason. And in week one, it's really hard to, to break that mold of, you know, I drafted this starting lineup. I'm going to roll with the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on now to the one o'clock slate. And the NFL guys did us a huge favor. They did our favorite thing. Nine games at one o'clock, three games at four o'clock. Unbelievable. Or it might even, it might be eight and, th- and three because we do have the double Monday nights. But the first one, a big news story. And we are going to apologize in advance if we end up calling the Washington football team by their former mascot name, which is racially insensitive. They host the Eagles week one. Miles Sanders being babied during training camp, I think, so that he would be ready for this game where I have him. I'm starting him no problem. Oh, my God. Yeah. But we have our first pay up of the year in this game. Or no. Pay me what you want. It's a scroll down. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> Scott remaining undefeated on the drops. And Scott, this is uh, not to steal from another co-host of ours, but this is a hill you're willing to die on for week one. Yeah, um, this is a guy that I'm actually thinking about in some season long leagues, starting him over like, you know, that that guy I picked to be my WR2. It's Deshaun Jackson. Uh, his fan duel price is 5600 and his DraftKings price is 4900 Uh Do you guys remember what he did last year, week one? He had 150 yards and two touchdowns on eight catches. Remember who he did it against? The Washington, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. Thank you. I already apologized. Yes, we're okay. You. The Washington football team. We did it with the Chargers too. So, um, and we're gonna do it with the Raiders. You know, this is a classic smoke them while you got them case, right? Deshaun yeah. Jackson is fully healthy. There are no other receivers around. This is an absolute time to play Deshaun Jackson. And like I said, okay, maybe you don't want to play him because, like Tom said as well, with the draft capital, I get that. But in DraftKings at $4,900, this guy's going to get 10 targets. I just, I love the Eagles plan this offseason of, well, we drafted Jalen Rager. Like, we're going to have more receivers available. Alshon Jeffrey <laughs> starting the season on the pup, going to be out until at least week seven. Jalen Rager hurt. We still got Deshaun Jackson. I wouldn't surprise me. Speaking of Damien Harris, wouldn't surprise me if they put Rager on that three week yeah. uh, injury reserve. Yeah. Tom's got to scroll down on this one, too. And it's actually the pinnacle scroll down of the week. So go ahead, Tom. Yeah, this is going to be a price that it's it's so good that it's almost a bad play in FanDuel and Draft. You'll never get him this cheap again. Well, everyone is going to play him, and it's Antonio Gibson. 
Antonio Gibson on DraftKings is $4,000, which is, is a highway robbery. The criticism of yes. him is that he's basically a receiver, DraftKings being full point PPR. This is Doesn't abuse matter. of the highest power. Antonio Gibson oh, yeah. is getting first team reps. He's saying that it looks slow. Like he's saying all the things that are like, wow, this guy's really going to get an opportunity and he's comfortable. He's probably going to rise to the occasion. Yeah. I'm spending picks on it. I have Antonio Gibson everywhere that I could theoretically get him. And I was drafting him in rookie drafts just because I had late picks. So I had to get these guys who were gadget players. And I got lucky right. that he might wind up in a three down back roll. FanDuel, he's a steal as well. And that's $4,600. Is he going to be a three down back? Probably not. He's not like the biggest guy in the world, but we've seen smaller guys do this. You know, you think about Jarek McKinnon, you think about guys like that. And you're, at that price, man, let's find out. Oh, yeah. I'm, let's find out. I'm just so waxing poetic, though, about like the season long prospect. So if you have Antonio Gibson, um, good job. You're feeling good. Yeah. And and don't be afraid. I know we said in the scroll down, he easily could have been a plum pick for me, meaning don't be afraid to start him in your season long lineups. I have a 12 man extra flex league where I am with Leonard Fournette, which has a lot of questions. We'll Leonard Fournette in a moment. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. So I don't really know what to do with the two of them. I'm going to bench both of them and play Antonio Gibson. Yeah. We move on. Dolphins at Patriots. This is a rematch of a week 17 uh, game that may have dismantled the Patriots dynasty question mark. Uh, we got Cam Newton starting at quarterback for the Patriots. Ryan Fitzpatrick was officially named the start of the Dolphins for now uh, until it's two o'clock in Miami. Uh, but in the meantime, down in my plums, we've got some we've got some plumage that was smooth. We've got some hell. plumbing issues. I'm going with uh, Sony Michelle. All roads lead to Sony in the Patriots backfield. Uh, like Tom said at the beginning of the episode, Damian Harris banged up with the pinky surgery. Lamar Miller has been cut. You guys, I'm sure, are aware of that. Rex Burkhead never really handles more than 10 touches in this offense. And when they have Sonny Michelle, they ride Sonny Michelle. He's a guy who's had 250 carries over the last two seasons. This is going to be a run-heavy offense yep. with Cam Newton. And I think that the people who stole Sonny Michelle in the double-digit rounds this year, uh, you play them this week because yeah. Miami can be run on. I will say... Those of you who maybe have Devontae Parker as your flex or your second wide receiver, do not forget, and we love talking about this, do not forget that the Dolphins, with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, went at Stephon Gilmore, who ended up becoming the defensive player of the year, going at him with Devontae Parker. The Dolphins are not scared of him. I don't know if you're going to be 100% confident in starting him, but if you're hard-pressed and maybe you've got, like, maybe you're thin at receiver and Jalen Rieger is your first off the bench or you got another rookie off the bench that you don't, necessarily know if you can trust yet i can ride Devonte parker and feel okay with what happens this week just because we know that they're that fitzpatrick is not as afraid as seemingly every other quarterback was of stefan gilmore this year yeah late addition to the doc but uh Devonte parker is six thousand on DraftKings. i don't have his FanDuel price it's probably somewhere in the same range but i'm going to shut him down i think that stefan gilmore is not going to let this one go over easy it's probably the only receiver of any success rate that occurred in 2019 against him. So I don't think that Devonte Parker is enough to break the mold on that. I think you saw like a one bad game kind of thing out of Stefan Gilmore, who is basically impenetrable. So I would bet that he goes a long way to stop Devonte Parker. Devonte Parker will probably get his fair share of targets, but in, I actually like Devonte Parker, which is why I want to bring him up. I like these kinds of shutdowns too, because I would actually, Don, and I know you're saying it's flex range. I would pivot to somebody else. 
I have him in a league where I'm going to go I mean, carry on Johnson because I got him late and this is the one week that carry on is really going to be the guy. So I'm going carry yeah. on Johnson over Devonte Parker. If you're in those kinds of situations, um, I, I guess I it's likely it. that I eat my words, but I would rather take like guaranteed points than Devonte Parker right now. But he was a world beater yeah. last year. I would love to trade for him after week one if he gets the clamps. And we're we're gonna find it's a tale of two uh, two games too because if you remember Devontae Parker was literally shut out oh, the wow. first time that he played New England. Okay, uh, the second time he went buck wild. So I guess this will be a nice rubber match for us for down the road when they play for a fourth time. Maybe that will give us a uh, yeah. a better inclination. But I think at that point we might see two attack of a low yeah. quarterback. So, but you know it's gonna be a mess. Good point. All right, we will move on now. Packers at Vikings. This is a very interesting matchup. Um, a lot of payups are in this matchup for us. Uh, once Scott gets to the drop, we'll start talking about it. Wow, but shade. This is an- hey, what you want it? Not shade. Not shade. Just saying, you know, Scott's got a lot of stuff on the soundboard. Devontae Adams is my payup. He's 8,000 on FanDuel, and I'm just looking up the DraftKings because I don't have the number in my head. 73. 7,300. 7,300, yep. Xavier Rhodes no longer there. The Vikings corners are going to look a lot different. It doesn't matter. Every seems like every time Devontae Adams plays the Vikings, he's either scoring or gaining 100 yards. Full PPR 7,300 on DraftKings for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Come I on. Mean, this is, it, it, I don't, I can't, simple. I can't imagine that he's that cheap again for no. the rest of the year, no. especially if he has the game that we would expect him to have. Yeah. Here. And of course, uh, we have Adam Thielen on the payup list as well for this game. He's had some monsters against Green Bay in his day. He's the only show I in town. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm huge on Adam Thielen this year. I wanted to get him on here in a big way just because I'm big on him this year. I think this is a great right. game for him. Um, it's, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson's first show out there. It's not going to be, oh, Justin Jefferson is my tried and true guy. Tried and true is Adam Thielen, a guy who made Sam Bradford look passable. You know what I mean? You just forget that he's so good because he wasn't around last year. He's going to go back a to a great relationship with Kirk. Yeah, he's going to go back to his old ways, and he's going to be a monster for you. And in in draftings, he's a he's a great deal. I think that he may not ever be at this price again either. It's one of those. What's incredibly interesting about Thielen as well was last year. Obviously, he didn't play a lot of games. He didn't really catch a lot of passes. He caught seven touchdowns still. So I think that the touchdown upside for him this year to actually be one of those 100, 1010 guys. He really, it really might be there for. If the him. Vikings are going to make the playoffs, it almost feels like he has to do that. It does kind of feel like he's going to have to carry their pass game yeah. because Jeff, Justin Jefferson, has, to Tom's point, has also struggled in camp. You know, he hasn't even beat out BC Johnson as the dub, as the second wide receiver on the depth chart. Which you know, it's BC Johnson. You're talking about a first overall pick here. Hey, listen, so I started him last. They're year. taking it slow with him, and I think that that just means Thielen is going to yep. get the peppering. And he didn't officially make our pay up list, but Dalvin Cook, a good name to keep in mind. He's broken. A, lo- a couple of long touchdowns yeah. over the last few years against the Packers specifically. Packers obviously had enormous rushing woes that they, for some reason, did not address in the offseason. So it could be a good spot to you- for you to go to uh, Dalvin Cook early in the year yeah. when he's fully healthy. Even bringing up Aaron Jones, um, we usually shut down running backs versus the Minnesota defense. They lose um, their defensive end. But Aaron Jones, last time he played them in Week 16, 26 fantasy points in half-point PPR. Yeah. Week two, the time before, 21 fantasy points in half-point PPR. Three touchdowns between the two outings. Um, he has had a lot of success versus Minnesota, so I definitely am glad that we didn't say don't play Aaron Jones today. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. The, uh, the the Vikings are going to be a very interesting team to pay attention to how their defense performs early because they lost some key uh, players within that defense at multiple levels, yeah. not just not just Everson Griffin, but they also lost Xavier Rhodes, like Don brought up as yep. well. And I think some other pieces along the middle. They of did trade defense. for Yannick Ngakwe from the Jags That's and their true. fire nice sale, which, up. you know, I think a lot of how we look at the Vikings defense this year is hinged upon how quickly does Yannick Ngakwe get into that system and, and buy in. Make an and there's another huge offseason acquisition on defense that just happened that we're going to have to talk about with that as well. From the AFC, from the NFC North, we go to the AFC South. Colts, Jaguars, this was the defense that I was drafting everywhere I could get them. Uh, Indy gets Jacksonville. You know, Gardner Minshew, he's, he's a gunslinger. He throws picks. He fumbles. He's a great guy. Down, 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 down. But we've also got some scroll downs to talk about before we get to our boy. What do we love more than anything on Ruts? A nice backup running back you can throw into your daily fantasy lineup. <laughs> oh, in comes Divine Azigbo and James Robinson. Dealer's choice. I'll let you pick whichever one you'd <laughs> like. Um, I believe that there's a good chance that they split the work. I have no idea who's going to be in the goal line. I have no idea who's going to get pass work. Chris both, Thompson. Both of them are 45. Like Chris Chris Thompson could get some pass work. We were looking at his numbers. He's actually a little more expensive than these guys, but these guys are literally the minimum. They're, you know, 4,000 on DraftKings and 4,500 on FanDuel. Uh, so Divine Ozigbo and James Robinson, if you're looking to steal some touches and maybe a one-yard dive, uh, I think those are your guys this week. It I may- mean, it's 50-50 for those two based on everything we've heard from camp. Yep. It may be that Chris Thompson is more expensive on FanDuel because – verifiably he's 4,000 on DraftKings and being the receiving back that he is, I think on DraftKings, he's a really interesting play because he could wind up. And I agree that they're going to lose this game. He could wind up (laughs) with, you know, a a boatload of catches. The, uh, Indianapolis 4,900 on FanDuel. Indianapolis Colts defense has been really good against the run over the last year. So I would be interested to play the guy who is the least running back of the running backs being Chris Thompson. Yeah. And I got to get it. We got to get another one in. We got to hop in the stream. Boys, the water is fine. The water is fine. And I I think it's worth bringing up because, you know, I want to just put this out there. I think the water is going to be fine for Gardner Minshew essentially the entire season. Guys, yes, you won't it's be able Blake to, Bortles all over again. Exactly. You're not going to be able to stream him against elite defenses, truly elite defenses. But maybe in games where it's obvious they're going to lose, he could live in garbage time just like Blake Bortles did. I rode Blake Bortles to a championship, and I'm thinking Gardner Minshew can be that type of quarterback once again. He has that slight capability with his legs. He, he has a good rapport with DJ Shark. They have no problem throwing the ball with him. And they're going to be losing yep. a lot. This guy isn't just a streaming option this week against Indy, who's actually a pretty beatable defense, in my opinion. We'll see how they do this year. But I think he's good like throughout the entire year. If you're if you're stuck on buys and people have two quarterbacks in your league, pick up Gardner Minshew and ride him. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we've also got a streaming tight end option. I don't know if he was our official pick. I'm checking our doc right now. Yes, he is actually. He is actually. Jackie Diesel. Jack Doyle. We know Philip Rivers loves the tight end. We know we've seen Jack Doyle have a fantasy tight end one season with Andrew Luck. He's the only show in town in town now with Eric Ebron gone. I mean, the Jags are terrible against the tight end as well, and their defense who do they is have? terrible. Who do they have left? And the crazy thing is, is regardless of what coaches have been there, even Frank Reich as well, when Jack Doyle 
is healthy, that dude plays. They do not take him off the field. He normally sees a very high snap share. And for a tight end going at 3,600 in DraftKings, that's going to see the field for a really long time. Yeah. Likely see at least five or six targets just based off that alone. He's worth it. Yep. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And I I would bring up that I don't want to shut down T.Y. Hilton because this matchup doesn't scare me. But I don't love T.Y. Hilton and it's for the reasons that I like Jack Doyle in this, right? Phil likes the middle of the field. You know, T.Y., even though he's small, people think of him as like a, a slot receiver. He's not. He plays on the outside. Yeah. So I'm a little scared. I have tempered expectations for T.Y. This matchup doesn't scare me, but overall, um, those reasons are the kind of reasons that I like Jack Doyle in a matchup like this. Well, uh, potential right. in this game too, obviously. Yeah. So he's, we'll see, you know, he right? could see, not see a few we'll targets. We'll see what the Colts look like, and we'll see what, you know, potentially yeah. – Jonathan Taylor looks like I want to bring him up before we go to another game. Uh, you ride Jonathan Taylor if you drafted him. I think, you know, you probably got him in a position where, you know, maybe you want to play someone more tried and true. But like we said, this is a game where they could be blowing them out. And I don't really see a better reason to get. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect game to say, OK, let's get my rookie running back, you know, 10 carries in the fourth quarter and get his legs under him in the NFL and see what we're really going to get. at. Absolutely. All right, we will move on to another battle in the NFC North. It's Lions-Bears. Mitchell Trubisky winning the quarterback battle. I tried to get a word in for him uh, as our streaming quarterback. I was denied by Scott. But we do have my first plum pick of the season. I can feel it down in my plums. And, Tom, you alluded to this perfectly before. This is the week for On Johnson. DeAndre Swift out. Adrian Peterson signed four days ago. He's the show. 5,600 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings if you're looking to play him in your daily leagues. 4,400 on DraftKings kind of sounds like a must start to me, especially because, you know, obviously AP's game ready. That that dude was just born game ready. But I really don't see him getting a ton of touches. I also really don't see DeAndre Swift being active for this game. So it could be a a monster touch game for carry-on. Yes, it's a tough defense, but... I think you trust the volume there. Yeah. Uh, Bo Scarborough also uh, made inactive or uh, sent to the IR, IR. So he's out at least three weeks. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done that for Swift, which I think is important to note. Uh, so we could see DeAndre Swift getting his first NFL action week two. But as Scott said, probably not happening week one. He's practicing. So it wouldn't even surprise me if he got, you know, if he was named active uh, for week one, but then you only see him maybe get 10 snaps. Or, yeah. You know, what's the like point that. for fantasy at that point? You may as well. Not yeah, what's the him. point? What's the point for the Lions, too? Yeah. You know, don't risk hurting this yeah. kid too early. Yeah, I uh, actually Allen think the Robinson, Lions defense is usable here. Yes, we had them in consideration for our uh, official defensive stream. Uh, we have a couple of choices for that one. Uh, I put in Indy, but they are more than 50% owned, uh, just to kind of remind everybody about our rules for the official streaming quarterback, tight end, and defense of Ruts. They have to be less than 50% owned on Yahoo's fantasy site. Right. And and I think we normally do ESPN. We didn't double check those, but typically, especially for the first week, if you're less than fifty percent on Yahoo, you're you're less than fifty percent on ESPN. Yeah. Big time. And we can get it. We can fudge the numbers on that a little bit. I don't expect anyone to uh, sleuth us on that <laughs> to really te- to really test us on that one. Gotcha. <laughs> I think it's still yeah, good I enough advice if they're fifty one percent owned. Oh, I have a scroll <laughs> down for this as well, uh, Scott. If you want to get that up, it's for our, one of our all time boys. Hey guys, Tariq Cohen's still on the Bears. Did we forget? Because it seems like everybody else did. And David Montgomery dealing with a groin injury against a team that 
is I, I just I think Tariq Cohen is going to be in a great spot. Great he's fifty two hundred on Fanduel, forty nine hundred on DraftKings. He's way healthier than David Montgomery is going to be by the time they play on Sunday. We'll see about that, but I agree. I just think that this is a good spot for him. He's very he's I think he's still way more dynamic than he gets credit for, and certainly way more dynamic than he's used as. And I think this is a great spot for him to kind of show that off and potentially start taking some snaps away from David Montgomery because it's really just the two of them in Chicago. They didn't pick anybody else up in the offseason. Yeah, I'll no, give you a, uh, a little bit of Davis Pierce too. I'll give which, you a little bit uh, of fantasy football bro science on that one too. He had a big week mm-hmm. one. Uh, a couple years ago when he came into the league and we've seen the pattern of guys who have big week ones. So Don, maybe he'll, will uh, he will join the fold here. You think he's going to harness his inner Carlos Hyde? That's exactly or Deshaun right. Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Hyde is the week one legend. If Chris Carson was yeah. hurt, I would be saying, let's, you got to play Carlos Hyde. He's a week one guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this time it's Hyde who's hurt. So now I really don't know what to do with these guys. Uh, but for the rest of it, you know, I don't see any problem rolling out Marvin Jones. If you're if he's in your flex consideration, which was where he was drafted um, for the Bears, it's it's really just Allen Robinson at this point until we see how Mitch Trubisky is going to look. I mean, in in like deep like so in in the league where I have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, I might sit both of them and actually play Anthony Miller, who's had a great camp and over the second half of last year had a pace that was about eighty catches for just a shade over a thousand yards and like six touchdowns. Yeah. So he has uh, a potential, and he was building a rapport with Trubisky. Like I said, he's the tea leaves are kind of there for him in camp too, mm-hmm. as well. So if you were super desperate, I think you could sneak only in a full PPR. But I think you could sneak him into a lineup. I think I'm, you I'm glad you made a Danny Amendola sure. in a, a Danny Amendola in a full point PPR desperation. Yeah, why not? He never leaves the field for them. That, that that's <laughs> well, what they do. Patricia you know? loves him. Yeah, he really does. All right, uh, let's move on. We got a couple of stinkers back to back here. Um, just not fun. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> The Las Vegas Raiders. See, at least we started off on a strong foot there. Yeah. Sure to call them Oakland at some point during the year and p- potentially during this episode. It's They're, easier with them because you could call them the, the Raiders. Yeah, you know, very and still true. be great. With Washington, it's like, it's tough to. They're the football team. Yeah. They're the Just football. Just like everybody else. Um, but anyway, Vegas going to Carolina, the debut of Teddy Two Gloves in that Panther turquoise uh, that we see. Um, I think this game is going to stink. Uh, a couple of average oh, quarterbacks. The water is fine. That couple could of, turn in streamable performances. A couple though. average quarterbacks playing very bad defenses. And that's <laughs> yes. what you're looking for when you're trying to stream quarterbacks. Um, I put Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater on the list. I think this game could get weird in in the way that, you know, all of a sudden you see a lot of a long plays being broken or things like that. And uh, the, the score starts to tick up a little bit because I think that uh, the Carolina offense, if Teddy Bridgewater is at least decent, they have good enough weapons to move the ball and move the ball well, especially against a poor Raiders defense. Yeah. Well, you look at the other side of the football and the Raiders offense is completely revamped. And like I said, you don't have you don't have a preseason. You don't really have training camp video. So these teams are have to go in and play an entirely uh, an entire rookie wide receiver cast for the Raiders outside of 
Hunter Renfro, basically. And do we think that this kind of gives an advantage to Carolina, who's got a brand new coach, brand new OC in the NFL, and a brand new quarterback? There's no film on these guys. Right. so And there's not really much film on the Raiders players as they're all rookies. So right. I think that, that for those reasons, you can see these quarterbacks – you know, get lucky and throw a five yard out to Henry yeah. Ruggs that he takes 80 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Derek Carr is a starting option. This right. Week. Obviously, we mentioned Henry Ruggs because Tyrell Williams placed on the IR. He will be out for the season uh, for the Raiders. Tough break for him. Really, the only fantasy relevant guy who sustained a season ending injury in training camp. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but, just, you know, swift recovery um, to Tyrell. And one of out. my guys, too, you know, if, if you're really looking for a deep stash and you're in like a 12 man, 14 man league, uh, Brian Edwards for the Raiders. Uh, it looks like he, he's a rookie. Looks like he's going to start. And he was really a, like a first round talent if it wasn't for an injury that made him slip into the third mm-hmm. round. Uh, he's got a lot of potential in that offense. Tom, hearing some buzz about a running back out of Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. Do you think he can start him this week? $10,000 to, to, to pay to play on FanDuel or yep. on uh, DraftKings, but probably an exorbitant amount on FanDuel as well. Um, if you... The weird thing is you can build a lineup to pay for him. And I am because you got the guys like carry on Johnson at a steal. You got Antonio Gibson at a steal. Um, so really if, if you want to win and you think Christian McCaffrey is going to drop a 30 or 40 burger, you, you kind of have to have him to win. Yeah. <laughs> depending McCaffrey $10,000 on FanDuel as well. He's a tricky beast that McCaffrey, especially in daily. Yeah. Depending on the size of the contest, you know, do as you will with your contrarian or your chalk. Yeah, fair enough. All right. He's Chalk. Our second <laughs> He's Chalk. Chalky McChalkerson. Our second stinker nomination of the week is a stinker nomination near and dear yeah, to our all hearts. Right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> Jets at Bills. These two teams just know how to play each other well. Yep. Um there's actually another one. Tom's got a uh I can feel it down in my plums. Which I one hundred percent agree with. Uh Tom, who you got in this one? I've got Stefan Diggs as a plum pick here. I'm pulling up his prices. Here we go. 6,600 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. I like Stefan Diggs here. You want to know why? Because I don't see a good safety for the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, where's number 33 back there? <laughs> yeah. so He ain't going to be back there. So the Jets uh, trade a boatload. They get a safety back in return, but they don't have anyone that's going to be able to fill the shoes of Jamal Adams. And what do we have with uh, Stefan Diggs, someone who can blow the top off? What do we have with Josh Allen, someone who could throw the ball out of the stadium? I think they connect for one. I think of any deep ball play with like a conservative upside on just normal targets, Stefan Diggs stands out in a gigantic way. Yeah, listen, I, I think it's, that's not even just for this week, too. He was a guy that's the literally the reason why I targeted him in a lot of my drafts because, like you said, he has that chance to hit a crazy long touchdown and his floor should be maintained with a solid helping of targets. I think to the people who drafted him, uh, it was a good call because you got him at a very good value. And like you said, maybe never again, I think he cashes pretty early. Now I don't know if he gets a ton of targets this week and that's why it's kind of a stinker for us because the jets always kind of play the bills tough and the bills are willing to play those grinded out type of games, but he only needs one deep one. I got a couple of reasons why I disagree with you there. Number one, Reports are that Devin Singletary is fumbling away the starting running back job. So we don't know who who is going to be the running back or if they're going to be effective. So with that, I think it's a lot more reliant on the pass game. And second of all, you don't make the splash trade that the Bills made to get Stephon Diggs to not feature him 
week one and show off your brand new toy. Totally agree and, with that. And another thing, and I'll add a third thing here. Stephon Diggs is a big game guy. He always showed up in the playoffs. He's the Minneapolis miracle, right? This yep. is a guy who knows he who wants to show up in the biggest way possible. And what better way than to, to finally than to, in his first game on a new team after he finally gets off of the Kirk Cousins train in Minnesota? I like Stephon Diggs as a plum pick a lot. Speaking of a plum pick, this is a guy we can never take as a plum pick again. Lamar Jackson begins his MVP defense. Against the Browns, now, both games between the Ravens and the Browns last year were very weird. The Browns won the first game because of a huge game against Nick Chubb, one of the only games where the Ravens gave up a ton of rushing yards. Obviously, the end of their season, they gave it up to Derrick Henry, who was another different kind of animal. But, you know, the and I think the other one was the second game out of two all year that Odell Beckham Jr. scored a touchdown in. Yeah, Yeah, we got two of these here. I'm going to start. I'm going to start and I'll send it to you next. Um I'm just gonna give a little, just a little. Uh, I like him, so it's just a, it's, it's not a full slam on the brakes, down. It's just a little pump, just a little pump on the brakes for Hollywood Brown. I want to just a little tap, just a little tappy tap, taparoo. I'm glad you interrupted me there, Tom, because you didn't hear the name, and I know you'll be upset when you hear it. I heard it. I'm gonna say it again. It's Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. I looked at does he know? I looked at his numbers the last two times they played. Unfortunately, one of them was very late in the season last year, where it was unclear if he was really getting a ton of snaps. He only catches one ball in that game. The first one, though, he was healthy. He has four catches for 22 yards. So in total, he only had five catches for less than 30 yards in the two games he played against Cleveland last year. And it's just a reminder for you of how the Ravens' offense wants to function right they want to run the ball and they're going to use all these running backs that they have and play and really you know their big plays that they hit last year were to the tight end position which you know as you guys know that's why i love mark andrews but mark andrews scored three touchdowns against the browns in the two games last year and they traded and they've got rid of their best linebacker so in the offseason so the, the the matchup to exploit to me and through the passing game seems like mark andrews yep. which is is the reason why if I have some other options, if I'm kind of stacked at that flex area, Hollywood Brown takes a seat for me week one. Could burn me. Could. <laughs> yeah. All it takes is one with Hollywood he Brown. He went buck wild week one. He buck wild they've week got, one a, they've year, got a high caliber cornerback on him, and he's the guy that needs to be uh, guarded. So it'll be greedy versus Hollywood, yep. and uh, we'll see if – Yeah, or Denzel Ward. Or Denzel Ward, exactly. So they they have pretty solid corners. Yep. Like I said, if I have other options that I, that I like – I'm taking Hollywood yeah. out of my starting lineup this week. Uh, my shutdown is Kareem Hunt. Uh, as I mentioned before, Nick Chubb was really the running back who got things done for the Browns against the Ravens last year. They could see a reliance on him. Um, we don't know what this tool, two-headed running back system is going to look like with uh, Kevin Stefanski, the Browns' new head coach. We are going to see a lot of rollouts, too. Typically, with the rollout passes, you don't see a ton of reliance on the running backs out of the passing game. If one of those two running backs is going to be used in the passing game, it's more likely to be Kareem Hunt, which I think he sees his touches maybe on a downtick as the Browns might try to play um, clock control with Lamar Jackson waiting on the other sideline if they punt, which they won't because I'm a diehard Browns fan <laughs> as of March of this year. And we are going to go to the Super Bowl, yeah, baby. What's, what's they go down in a big way, you know. You, yeah, but, but again, it could come right back. And but to Don's me, point, though, like the Ravens do such a good point of controlling clock as well. So, like when you when you play the Ravens, if you have the ball and you just go three and out, like good night, you're yeah. you're already you're down screwed. fourteen. You, you know, so I could see that as as well. But uh, either way, I think it spells trouble for the Browns early. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for this game though. I think this is going to be a good litmus test for both teams. The Ravens in their defense of the NFL's best record last year, and the Browns obviously 
team post hype sleeper, essentially. Yeah. No with kidding. Baker and Odell and Jarvis. And now they've added Austin Hooper to the tight end room. Uh, should be a very interesting game. Right. We move on. Don, can I rewind you instead? Yeah. Uh, we did absolutely a scroll down for me, but no drop necessary. Just want to throw Chris Herndon's name out there. $3,300 on DraftKings, oh. which is super cheap in that Jets-Bills game. Uh, $4,700 on FanDuel, which is a little less exciting. But $3,300 is pretty much one of the cheapest tight ends options available, and he's got as much upside as probably the you know that whole 70% bottom of the barrel tight end. Sphere. Some great reports out of Hernan camp too. He's healthy. Smoke him while you got him. There you go. Perfect. All right. Now we can move on to the Seahawks Falcons. An interesting thing for those of you who maybe uh, take Tom or Scott's advice, excuse me, and don't draft a kicker. Young Hui Koo is the Falcons kicker. They brought in no competition. He pretty much had the job the entire offseason. The Falcons play 12 of their 16 games indoors. And one of the only outdoor games they play is in Carolina typically known for pretty good weather unless it's raining. Cuckoo, cuckoo. So he's a great kicker in turn, if, you, if you're just utilizing weather and taking weather out of the factor. The other thing is the Falcons score a lot of points. Let's they always roll have. roll the GD ball out and let these two teams play. I can't this wait to see a, this game. This is a great week one game that you're just I, – I love to see that. Todd Gurley, his debut is in his hometown of Georgia for the Falcons. This is, this is going to be – such a good game. Yeah, he, he's a guy that I had a uh, you know a, a late draft season kind of epiphany on, and I hope that uh, some people were able to take advantage of getting him in that late uh, third, early fourth turn as a guy who really has the potential to finish as a top 15 running yeah. back again. I think a lot of people sleep on the fact that he had 260 touches last year, and he scored like 15 touchdowns, yeah. I believe. Was it as efficient as he was in the past? No, of course not. But now he goes to a Falcons offense that really is very high potent, uses the running back not only in the ground, but through the air almost as well, if not how better many than every team 10 in plus the touchdown league. seasons did Devonta Freeman have for these guys? And, and how many could he have had if he had just been healthy? And yeah. I think that if, if Gurley is able to make it through the season and give you 15 games like he had last year yep. i can't imagine how he's not a top 15 running back in that offense what's really funny is oh, you guys yeah. cut out audio on me right there for a second and i thought you were talking about chris carson which most of those things could still apply to chris absolutely carson. tom you're totally. not wrong totally that's why i drafted him back to back in the league yep. all the three of us are in together the reports are looking great for chris carson a lot um rashad penny Right? Am yeah. I, am I, did penny. I get the right yeah. penny? I was thinking Elijah for some reason. No. Uh, but <laughs> he's penny. he's a far ways away. Carlos Hyde, who they brought in to be the backup, he's still hurt. I mean, this is the Chris Carson show when Chris Carson is healthy and not fumbling. And when he was healthy and not fumbling Even last year. when he year, is fumbling. I mean, he was fumbling <laughs> last year. Like, he was unbelievable. He had over 1,400 yards last year. Yeah. And like, nine, he was your running back yeah. if you went zero wide receiver in drafts this year uh, that you had to have. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's the kind of guy, another guy, too, that I kind of had a late epiphany yep. on as I was doing research. And, you know, I think it was kind of late just because of his injury and how he was like working through it. We weren't really yep. sure. It's an injury that not a lot of people really have had in the past. So the to judge the timeline and the capability when you come off of something like that is difficult. Yep. But, you know, once it got to the point where it was like, okay, here he is, he's in camp every day and he's balling out like he normally is, he automatically became a top 25 pick to me again. Of course. Absolutely. We uh, we can move on, I believe, because we didn't have any drops for this one. No, we didn't, but, you know, it's a that's that could be a shootout. Easy. That's Easily easy yep. a shootout. You, wanna, uh, you can credit me that shootout. <laughs> yeah. 
I gotta play it. It's my favorite one. I gotta play it when we say. Yeah, I'm uh, last to the shutdowns and or not the shutdowns, the stinkers. And honestly, I don't have one that I feel comfortable putting the thumbprint on. So I, I think it's a good fantasy week all around. Yeah. So I'm gonna go no stinker. I'm gonna go zero good. stinker. Stay optimistic over there, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> while you can smoke them while you got them, Tommy. <laughs> After week one, we'll all be miserable. Yep. Yeah, it's possible Charger. I could have put the put that uh, evil on. Uh, Indy and Jacksonville, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want that. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's in garbage time. It's still beautiful to us. Gardner. That's right. <laughs> Chargers, Bengals, the debut of Joey, Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, which I will only be calling him now. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Our official. The official. Stream. Tyrod Taylor. Easy. He's in. Could start most, if not all, of the season while he gets Justin Herbert ready for Next the Chargers. Question. While you're at it, while, while I'm talking about how good it is, can you please pull it up because I'm not exactly sure what it is. Give me the Chargers' first like six games okay. because every single one of them is either a cake matchup as in a team that was pretty bad last year and didn't really make much defensive improvements or it's a game in, in which that he's going to have to perform at a high level or at least have the volume to do so. Bengals, Chiefs, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, Jets. Come on. Damn. What a like, start. Like you, this guy, not only is he a streamer for this week, by week at the end of week six, he's going to be a top fifteen quarterback. We're not going to be able to use him as a streamer. He's going to be a top fifteen quarterback by week six yeah. with that with that schedule. Like, this is scrambling man. Scott, he ain't going to lose his job. He's a home run. He's a home run pick this yep. year. If you got him, good job. If not, he's still available. Don't worry about it. Six percent him up and start in him Yahoo leagues. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was six or eight percent. It was. Crazy. And don't forget to tell him that the Ruts boys sent you to Tyrod Taylor. That's our guy, man. Love him. And I'll tell you what, I got a, I got another thing. And we got him here. in what our two QB league, which we're so excited about. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling in. Pay me what you want. Let me take the cash out of my wallet. Let me, let me rummage up my coins because I am paying for Austin Eckler this week. I think yes. it is a great spot for him. Uh, I think it's one of those guys too where you look at his, uh, you look at his DraftKings price of seven thousand dollars. And you say, I don't even, I don't know if it's going to be that low again, especially in full PPR. It shouldn't be um, this low right now. Don't forget the fact that he absolutely dominated against this defense, I believe, league one last year, or yeah. if not early in the season. And I don't think this defense looks any better. No, they've, they really haven't made any improvements. All the improvements you hear about for the Bengals are on offense, which is fine. They needed those too, but they didn't do anything on defense. I think Eckler is in for an, another crazy week one. And he's got nobody there. Justin Jackson will be available, but he's been dealing with nagging injuries. It's basically him and what Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, who has who has impressed in camp, but you know I don't think he's in the position where like to what a, extent? How many touches you're going to give him? Yep. He's that type exactly. Of guy. It barely matters if Eckler shares a role. It, he's it, he's exceeded no. in any yeah. uh, slim offer. For anyone who has him, you know he be, he becomes golden PPR too because the guy's playing wide receiver and stuff. You know he mixes around like Tom said, and like I said. The seven thousand dollars in DraftKings against a team who can't stop the run and can't stop the running back. I, I can't imagine what calculation yeah. that was. You know, this is a deal in my opinion. Yeah, a huge agreed. one. Agreed. Uh, are we streaming Joe Burrow? Like not in the streaming because of just how how big and hyped he was as the number one overall pick, and also just the way that he carried himself throughout that college football season. But I, I really do like him. Yeah, he, like I took him. You think he might be a guy that? becomes an every week starter in the way that yeah. like you have to roster him now before you can't roster right. him later. If you're looking just for yeah, the hype train, like just the Tyrod and then, you know, figure it out from there. But if you're looking mm, to like, set it and forget it, hopefully 
then that's the upside with Burrow. Yep. We got one of uh, one of these here too for you. Oh, we do. Yeah, it's it's you, Don. Actually, and it's uh, it's AJ oh, Green, one of yeah, your favorite for the players. whole year. Just, I mean, come on. I like my wide receivers to actually have a full camp where you're healthy with my brand new quarterback before I'm able to trust you season long or daily. AJ Green did not have that. The reports are that Burrow and Tyler Boyd's uh, reputation and um, what am I rapport is yeah. growing by the day. I think Tyler Boyd, another guy who's just going to be. He's he's flown under the radar because he he you know it took forever for him to start scoring touchdowns last year. But don't forget, Tyler Boyd had some games where he balled out, yeah. and now he's got the consistent quarterback play that he's never had in his career. And AJ Green can't stay on the field. We don't even know if he wants to be there. It's not a I'll good pass. It's not a good matchup. And you know from he's a quarterback getting perspective. He's getting either. Desmond King or uh, Verrett. I have a twelve man extra flex league where I think I kind of have to play him. But I agree with you. I'm not excited. The, the corner the cornerback matchups. Aren't great. Derwin James obviously getting hurt for the year for the Chargers yeah. is absolutely brutal. But I don't know if that tips the scales that much for AJ Green. Uh, we did miss one shutdown from before. Uh, Le'Veon Bell against the Bills. I don't think that he's you know this is, he's a desperation only. And I think if you drafted him, you probably drafted a pool of like three or four <laughs> or five running backs that you might start this week. So start you know except there's someone PPR. else there's someone else that you can start with Derwin James gone do you think uh, John Ross has a shot to week one it again yes absolutely um the the chance is much greater than if Derwin James wasn't there I'll tell you that much yeah someone was asking me but, but like I said even even with Derwin James out that Charger secondary is still strong Desmond King they added Chris Verrett, Harris Casey Hayward yes yeah, so, like they have a very strong secondary yeah. so I mean can can John Brown take the top off of the defense for sure um but it's it's to be seen and I'm yeah. not starting John Brown week John Ross man I or knew, John you, Ross. you knew that John Ross, just a, yeah the Johns they'll do hey that. listen that's free advice on John Brown they're too, essentially Scotty. the same in yes. my head well, actually <laughs> Cardinals is it a bad matchup for John Brown <laughs> not really no, no, really, the Jets. No. no, no, you can no, but it's a digs week. Yeah, don't start John Brown week one, I don't think. We'll move on. Cardinals 49ers. Uh, this could be a really interesting game depending on how much Kyler Murray has progressed. Uh, they gave the 49ers a run for their money both times they played each yeah, other. Yeah, that's what I think uh, that's what makes us not really put anything anything at all on the dock. It's tough to know what to expect game. from this game. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the Cardinals kind of know how to play the 49ers a little bit, mm -hmm. at least from last year. The thing I'm most excited about is Isaiah Simmons, who's supposed to be one of the greatest hybrid you know, coverage type of players. Okay, buckle in your bootstraps and play week one against George Kittle, the best damn tight end that we've seen in the league, at least all around perspective in a long Since time. Since Rob Gronkowski. He's going to be, George Kittle is going to be whipping him to the ground. He's going to be running pristine routes. I, there's not a better gauntlet to throw Isaiah no. Simmons into week one than George Kittle. So yep. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Got Isaiah Simmons in my IDP league this year. I am ready to watch him he's gonna, ball out starting week two. He's going to have a lot of action week one, I think. They're Baptism put him by the fire. Ringer. <laughs> hey, listen, right. fine. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, what to expect from their new wide receiver acquisition, DeAndre Hopkins. I had guys like Mike Evans, uh, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. I had a lot of receivers ahead of Hopkins this year in my rankings uh -huh. just because when he was with the Texans, he had a lot. He was a lock to be that 100-catch, 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown guy. I don't know. Like They like to aerate it out. I don't know if his catch numbers are going to be what they've been. Right. And so because of that, I gave him kind of a step back. I do think he ends up getting 
damn near. It's tough to say. Th- he he's going to get over a thousand. He's going to get near ten touchdowns. Hundred thousand ten with Deshaun Watson sounds a lot easier than hundred thousand ten from Kyler Murray. Yeah. Which, even though Kyler Murray's good, and I think in a second year, and I think that's really. You know, that second year, you're supposed to see that yep. trajectory. If you're going to be a great quarterback, you're going to see that second year yep. super jump like you saw with Mahomes and with Lamar. So and Wentz. if Kyler Murray makes that, it's going to be on the back of DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. But like you said, they do share a lot of targets. I yep. still think in at the end of the day, it's DeAndre Hopkins and he balls out. But I get why there's some pause. Yeah. My worry, I mean, too, is like, well, go ahead, Tom. You saw DeAndre Hopkins make a career of it before Deshaun Watson ever came into town. You're talking Brian Hoyer. You're talking You're right. the bottom of the revolving door quarterbacks and an organization that he really did not fit in with. He hated the ownership. He hated everybody. Um, I think it, yeah. it's possible to so see him be unleashed to like wide receiver one level. I think that that possibility does exist. Am I saying that will happen? I'm not sure. The good thing is, is that both right. of those quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, are creative outside the pocket, all that stuff. So DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have to like adjust to Kyler's style, which I think is really, really helpful. If he came from like Andrew Luck, it would be a really big change, right? But he's coming from something that's really similar. So I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic, in fact. Okay. A lot to be optimistic for in Tampa Bay. The GOAT Tom Brady goes down to Florida, not for his retirement, but for perhaps his final ride to a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he brings Gronk with him. And hey, Tom Brady, you got your nice new contract. You got your brand new team, your brand new shiny toy receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, who's been getting a lot of talk out of camp. Welcome back. Welcome to the NFC South. Your first game. Not as many fans as we're used to seeing, but it's in the Superdome in New Orleans against the Saints who loaded up again this year we got camara back. i got the image of the empty town the dust wheels just rolling through and well, there's dude, brady punk. And breeze in there with two rounds on each hit i just see like um they i can't even remember what movie it is what the name of the movie is it's so bad but it was like a boxing movie with sly stallone and robert de niro and they yeah, were, we're gonna go like to another drop. pushing 70 pay me what you want it we're good on that. Yeah. Um, we're paying up though because Michael Thomas dominates the Bucks. Yes, it's all it's he's nine, ever done. Yes, he's nine thousand in DraftKings and eighty eight hundred in FanDuel. I don't care. I'm paying for the man. He's going to go off. Another pay up that we have, uh, Tom. You like Godwin this week? I love Godwin this week. Mike Evans has a rocky history against the New Orleans Saints. Um, Very much. So. He's been pretty preoccupied uh, in the past, and I think for that reason, you get your. And it's it's the first one of the season. You get your banner coverage for Mike Evans. And oh, you get, nice, Tom. And you get slot receiver action, which Tom Brady just can't get enough of out of Chris Godwin in a game where Tom's got to look his best, so he's got to go with what he knows, and that's the middle of the field. I think Chris Godwin goes absolutely berserk, and at seventy one hundred dollars on DraftKings, another price that he may never see again. Seventy seven hundred yep. on FanDuel. I, I would pay for him on FanDuel as well. It's surprising. It doesn't seem like uh, DraftKings is giving like a bump for the full PPR, you know. Yeah. And I think that that kind of seems like something we're trying to take advantage with our payups. When you look at a guy like Austin Eckler and a guy like Chris Godwin, it's, it's absolutely kind of unfair when you compare the two, though. And this will go a little bit to explain that is FanDuel likes to have a a higher floor, and DraftKings likes to drop the bottom out. So like right. you can drop the bottom out with some of those guys, and then 
you know, the, the range of, uh, of prices is higher on DraftKings. So it's Very likely true. for them to be a little lower. All right. I can't wait for that game, man. That's going to be an awesome one. The Sunday night game, hopefully not quite like what it was last year. Uh, Cowboys Rams. This game was a snoozer. It was a, I think, I believe the Cowboys just blew the Rams out in this one. Yeah, actually we didn't, we didn't mark it as one, so I won't play the drop, but I, I do like this as a potential shootout. Absolutely. Um, and I think you can step on into the water. Come on in boys. The water is fine. That you can kind of trust that that uh, Rams offensive line is still really bad. Yep. Um, Demarcus Lawrence still playing on the other side for the Cowboys. Alden Smith was brought in. So his eighth career resurrection. I could see them getting some sacks. Jared Goff, you know, can Jared Goff on any team? Absolutely. And all of a sudden, two picks and five sacks later, you got yourself a really good defense. Yep. I cannot wait to see what this Cowboys pass game looks like because you're getting a defense with a banner coverage corner like Jalen Ramsey to play nice. against Amari Cooper. You've got the explosive rookie in C.D. Lamb. You've got Michael Gallup who had his the beginnings of a breakout to his career last year. Yep. And you've got Blake Jarwin who's getting great, great reviews out of camp. Jarwin's a guy. New coach in Mike McCarthy. Offense may look similar since they kept on Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. But, man, this would be a great week to kind of just – See how this goes. Obviously, you're going to start Amari Cooper. I think Gallup is not a bad play here. He's a very good I don't play. Th- I, mean, I think Jarwin. I mean, Jarwin is has been my security blanket at tight end where I've waited, which is pretty, pretty much in every for league. CD? For now, for me, for now, yes, probably week one. But right? it's just that you have better options people, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and and since this is a Sunday night game, I think you're going to kind of there's not many other options that you'd play CD Lamb up. Or you'd play CD Lamb ahead of afterwards. So, I mean, if you want to make the splash play, make the splash play. Just know that week one, I, th- I don't think I would. Uh, yeah, but- I think I'd probably, I think you're right. It's probably a, a wait yeah. and see, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if he went out there and dropped an absolute hammer down yeah. week one. Um, by the way, this is the first game in the new stadium that was built in Los Angeles that the Rams and Chargers are going to share. Uh, this is now an indoor stadium. So, you, if you're factoring that into like quarterback or kicker matchups, down the year, L.A. now plays indoors. I believe it's a retractable roof, but I mean, more times than not, you get it. L.A. has we'll perfect weather every day. Yeah, also that. Uh, Steelers-Giants <laughs> is the first game on Monday night. And no word if the black cat from MetLife Stadium will be in attendance, although <laughs> it may be the only fan in attendance, <laughs> uh, given New Jersey's very strict uh, COVID procedures. Come but on in, boy. Oh, we're Ooh, streaming. Sorry, I went a little quick on that one, but I yeah, the so. water is fine. I'll close that one out for you uh, for Eric Ebron. Uh, oh, yes. I think that he has he's really lit it up in camp. Um, not a guy that we necessarily love here, but a guy who scores touchdowns. And the Giants are not very good against a tight end uh, historically. So I think that, you know, with with all the positivity going on in camp, the fact that it's not a very good matchup, uh, the fact that he's, you know, he's actually 4,600 on DraftKings, which I think that makes him not the official stream for that reason, just because Jack Doyle's a thousand dollars cheaper. Yep. But I do think Ebron is a pretty good candidate to score. Yeah, I, I like him a lot this year. Um, he's another guy that I've been falling back on as a tight end, really, really buried on the Yahoo ADP, but also just kind of I mean, he scores. He's gonna be that guy who's gonna be touchdowns. floating in and out of rosters. And once we identify the tight the teams that are soft tight end targets, that's a guy that we can probably pick up for a week and At start times, whenever we want. Completely nauseating to own. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree that that's where his stars probably align. Is yep 
because you can rely on the red zone targets. So if the efficiency kicks in, I like both quarterbacks in this game, and I think they're both streamers. I mean, I think they're both being drafted definitely outside the top twelve, possibly the top. 15. Yeah, uh, I probably prefer Big Ben though. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem with either one if the other one's not available, kind of thing. Um, right. I, I think we're going to see quarterback scores pretty high this week. Just, I think so too. And it's yeah, I mean, you, the, whole, the whole idea of the strategy of not overpaying for one. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, would it surprise you if, like, I mean, the Giants' defense is no is no good. Would it surprise you if Big Ben outscored Patrick Mahomes this week? Not, no, not to me. Yeah, and it kind of makes me think right now of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right? It's like even yeah. if he does really bad. It's like they just didn't want to feed Tua to the Wolves. But like what you were saying is Brian Fitzpatrick has even succeeded in that arena and with Devontae Parker. So if he pulls that off again, then who is who really has a bad matchup? Sam Darnold? That's it? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yep. Pretty much. All right. We move on to the final game. Titans at Broncos. A very interesting cross-conference game to start to end the week of the start of the season. I mean, you're rolling out your studs here, I think. You know, Derrick Henry – Good to go. I think AJ Brown's fine. I can feel it down in my plums. Oh yes, Janu, <laughs> Tom. Yeah, it's time. Janu Smith, the man I've been waiting for for a long, long time. Uh, forty nine hundred on draft or forty nine hundred on Fanduel, rather forty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. Um, yep. Y- you wait for it on Monday night. I think Noah Fant across the table is also a good option, but Janu has just been. Uh, a little bit cheaper. He's basically been free in your redraft leagues, and I think that's a big mistake. I think Janu is going to come off yeah. in a big way. This is a tight end last year who had like five rushing attempts, one that went for over like 50 yards. Like 70. When you see stuff like that, you know that they're going to start getting this ball, like getting the ball to this guy. They've worked him in in the right. past. When Delaney Walker's been absent, he's actually shown up and been a serviceable player and redraft and FanDuel and whatever. Delaney Walker is completely out of the picture. This might be the last chance to roster Janu. If you're down and out, if you're way ahead, you know, where you don't even need a kicker on Monday night, Adam. drop them, add Janu. That way you don't have to compete in the waiver space. I think Janu right. is someone that you want to have on the roster. Agreed. I think so too. And I think someone that the Titans are happy to have on their roster and why they are a Come official. Come on in, boys. The water is stream fine. for us. Absolutely. Because they added Jadavian Clowney to that defense, uh, a defense that is not bad. Uh, I'm going to stake my flag in the ground and say that they are the official stream for me. I think that you know there are some defenses that we like ahead of them, like Philadelphia and, and Indianapolis, but they're a little too high owned uh, based off of our percentages. I think Tennessee is a great one. Uh, you know, Drew Locke was was pretty good last year, but it's not like he blew the doors off. Uh, the Titans are the team, our team that likes to control clock and run the ball, so they're going to try and keep the game in their favor. Um, start to look at some of the players along the defense for the Titans as well. They made some other additions like Vic Beasley uh, in the middle of last year, I believe, too. Start to piece that defense together, and you're like, wow, this is this one can actually By do some a huge damage. playmaking safety. They have Vicaro some, is a big hit guy. They have some good c- cornerbacks as well, so... I think that they're a good streamer for the year, and I think you can roll them out there week one. Don't care. Cortland Sutton's going to ball out on Monday night. Cortland I cannot wait for him and Drew Locke to get back to what they were doing at, towards the end of last year. It was beautiful. Cortland Sutton, reportedly unstoppable in camp. I mean, I, I'm, I, he was a guy I've been all in on in all of my drafts this year. Him and Mike Evans, I feel like I left the draft with at least one of them in almost every single one of my drafts. 
And I can't wait to be proved right by two of my favorite boys. Speaking of my favorite boys, guys, it's like we never left. We're back, baby. What a, what a great year that we're, this is going to be if it's allowed to be finished. Yeah, we're going to have to roll with some punches this year for sure. Yep. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the ride. And uh, what you're going to need, you're going to need to know about those waiver wire heroes yep. more than ever and, and who to cut bait on more than ever because those decisions are going to come down to it regardless of how many roster spots your commissioners have allowed you. Yep. Um, we'll be there to help you along and sweat it out with you as well. I've already, as you can tell, been dealing with Leonard Fournette and <laughs> his decisions to play, uh, or not really his decisions, the Jaguars' decisions to have him play elsewhere. And that's not the end of it. Uh, you've seen it with a crazy offseason already with Camara yep. potentially not playing week one, which I believe that he will play week one. But um just going to be a really interesting season. I'm ready for the ride, but I'm nervous as hell for it too. Yeah, I've got two I things. Mean, One, if you have ahead, a bunch no. of IR spots, which a lot of people are doing, um, just roster Ryquel Armstead from the Jags. It's free. It and Damian Harris. It will literally not cost you anything. Damian Harris probably drafted. Ryquel Armstead might still be available. You, if you just roster him, and it doesn't cost you anything if you have extra IR spots. He was ahead of those, yeah. He was ahead of those people on the depth chart uh, before the COVID list and all that stuff, and the Leonard Fournette uh, departure. So he's worth it. You know, mid-season he could come in as a starter, and you've just had him on your bench, just hanging out, and it doesn't matter because it's a fire Yeah. So if you just have him there, it's going to help you. I would have advised that you drafted him too. I drafted him in the 14th round, and then you immediately throw him on the on the list, and then you just pick up another guy after right. the draft. So that was pretty cool. A uh, little bit of a strategy. I'd be that as well with Debo Samuel. But Debo looks like he might be ready to come back. Would you guys play him if he plays week one? I would not. Um, Cardinals defense. Uh, no, I, I guess I wouldn't play him week one. I love Debo could, Samuel, by the way. You, but I think that where you got him, you probably have some guys that you're confident in. As yeah, well. agreed. I, agreed. I, I think I'm a little too afraid of him right now. But speaking of waiver wire heroes, we will be back a week from today with our week one recap. We'll give you some waiver wire heroes, some guys that you can go get on your lineups. I'm hoping for not a crazy week of injuries, but I'm worried about it just because this is going to be the first game action. Anybody has yeah, seen. No kidding. Fingers crossed for us. Fingers crossed for you and your teams. We will be there to pick up the pieces wherever they may fall on Tuesday. It's great to be back. Thank you so much for listening. Well, like we said, we'll see you in a week. And uh, yeah, great start to season four, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Keep scoring. Yeah, we were born to win.